Hi, welcome to the Storyteller Series, a podcast dedicated to telling Nigerian stories. And I'm your host, Funola Oshinibe. This is episode 4 and it's called See Me See Drop. In this episode, our storytellers talk about getting out of awkward situations. This episode is named Simisi Trouble because we thought Yekpa would be a bit too dramatic. But it essentially means the same thing. For non-Pigeon English speakers, this means, oops, I'm in trouble. If you'd like to participate in our next live show or have your story featured on the podcast, please email us at info at thestorytellerng.org or visit our website at thestorytellerng.org to find out more about the series. You can also follow us at ABJ Storyteller on all social media. Our first storyteller is Karen. I'm not really sure how to prepare you for the story except to say it's quite a funny story. But don't listen to it when you're eating. So as you can see, I look pretty young. And we've all been in love before, right? Or have a loved one of some sort. So age 16 or 17, I thought I was in love with some guy. Right now we're not together, obviously. This is in the past. But... I had decided that I would save up money and go and visit him in America. Saved up all my money, I told my sister who was standing right there, and she was just like, oh no, God. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll support you. Go, I can take you to the airport, don't worry. This is me at 16 or 17, just bear that in mind. So, I take my trip, my 13 hour, 14 hour trip on my own, I get to America. I was going to Las Vegas, just to say. Yes, this is where my boyfriend lived, Las Vegas in Nevada. So being there, I decided I'd be there for one week while I was waiting, while I was supposed to be studying. And instead of studying, I was cruising the streets of Las Vegas with this guy and his fa- with his family. Obviously, coming from the UK and going to America, our bodies take a long time to adapt. Okay, when we travel, it takes a bit of time for us to kind of adapt and settle and, you know, we eat and we feel comfortable. I'm just going to, just to let you guys know, this is a very awkward story. You might look at me very differently after this, but the ladies in here will understand what I mean. It's very awkward. Um, so, it had been a week and a few days, and I realized I hadn't been to the bathroom that whole time. Yes the whole trip, which was a bit of a problem. So, this day was like a day before I was about to leave. I was like, oh, I think, I'm, I think it's, it's time. I think I'm ready to go. All right, so in his estate that he lived on, they had like an ecosystem running or plumbing system working in the estate. And he had warned me that, ah, oh, you know, just, you know, take, take it easy. You know, if anything happens, you know, Niger as well, he's a Niger boy too. Just carry buckets and flush. We all know that one. If anything happens, just carry buckets. No one would know, but it's fine. Okay, this is America. They don't have buckets like they do here. So he was like, ah, just manage. Just try your best. <laughs> <laughs> so I was there. The damage was done. However, it wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> and <laughs> being the person that I am, as you can see, I'm very open. I, I don't find those things awkward. But I opened, I just knocked on the door. I picked my head. I was like, it's, it's not going. What, what do I do? <laughs> this is just me and him in his house. He was just like, oh my God. 
well, I can help you. I, this has happened to me before. Oh, sorry. I'm just this. This is getting to the funny bit. But this has happened to me before. I can. I know what we can do. So he tried all his different methods. Didn't work. Now he was like, okay, this is really bad. <laughs> this is terrible. So to sort out the issue, he said, okay, this is one thing I tried, but. I think I'm just going to have to breathe it. I wasn't handling any of this. This was my boyfriend. So obviously, he must have loved me this much to be handling the situation. And um, he was like, okay, my mom has spare razors in her room. In, in, the, in the bathroom. I was like, eh? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, that's great. That's great. Okay, cool. So I stood there as he took the razor and just started chopping. <laughs> chopping. Chopping everything in the toilet. I, this is not. I'm not even joking. Sounds like a movie, but this is real life. Real life. <laughs> Literally chopping the stuff. I was just there laughing. I was like, Try. I wouldn't even do this. <laughs> Thank you all for the shame to just not, just for me to not be ashamed when his family came back. And um, after everything, I just stood there by the door. Oh, I guess. And uh, by the time he had finished, he had finished everything, thrown everything away, disposed of everything he needed to, shut the door. I was like, don't ever tell anybody. But since, <laughs> but since we're not together, it was a very long time ago, I thought I'd share that with you, just to break the ice. Yeah, there you go. I told you not to eat while listening to Karen's story. Our next storyteller is Uche. Uche tells us why he ran away from Abia State University. This story gets a little bit dark. Well, um, I'm a Portacot boy, so I'll tell you a story from school. Um, till this day, my mom never knew why I ran away from Absu and said I wasn't going back. But um, you'll get a sneak preview of the reason why I left school. Well, as an 18-year-old, I got admission to APSU, and um, freedom was, it was all over. I left Portacourt for the first time to Abia State, and then I got entangled with the right crew, so I took. And then life became... Um, I had friends, there were so many girls around, we had money to burn, we had so much energy to waste, so we started indulging in all the things that our moms <laughs> would never think their sons would do at that age. So on this day, we had an altercation somewhere we call up gates with um, some other guys over women. Usually that's all that starts the was in school then. <laughs> so we had an altercation up gate and then we were more than the other people so we kind of overpowered them that morning, I think it was in the afternoon. And then we went back, ignorantly back into school and then we relaxed and we're doing our thing. Well then my room was on the second floor, was um B two ten, so it was just up up there. And in the night, at about 10:30, um, we didn't know that um, these guys knew our room, so 
we have forgotten all that happened in the afternoon and then they mobilized and came back and um, busted our door and it was gunshots blazing. Well, I was on the top bunk and it was close to the window. I did, I did Superman. <laughs> and I started flying. I have, I have a, scare, a scar on my left thigh to tell me what happened that day. And so I ran into the bush, slept on the cashew tree. And the next day, the news was all over school. There was what we call Operation Bank then. They were looking for the culprits and whatever happened because someone actually lost his life that night. And I found a way to go back to Port Harcourt. And that was the last other state university served me. Thank you. <laughs>
leather good leather works materials he sells the materials that are used for insoles and the ones that are used to keep bags and boxes firm so i got to see him this day i showed up i got to see him in the market he was really busy i was hungry i just got off the bus and i went straight to the market i didn't go to his house like okay do i want to eat there's just some running around to do he leaves me at a mama place he's like eat let me go and get this thing done before you're done eating i'll be back and while i'm there i after while i'm done eating the next when i get back home i put this piece together based on what i had experienced there there's a staleness in the air i blame it on the water whose flow has been stagnated stayed still and stale in that putrid gutter green with algae walled on either side by fungi bubbling communities of bacteria grouped all around this horrid smelling area this horrid smelling water stayed stagnant in this gutter and different colors of recyclable litter like ink splatter on a canvas just by this world of microbes upon the muddy pavement on the side looking out to the unmotorable road on the gutter's other side unmotorable yes but not for the people here in the amphibious rides here sits a booker barely large enough for five a mess of wood and zinc held together by instinctive ingenuity and a will to survive in a town where your resourcefulness is your pride in this pride of a shack are plates on tables and plates on laps people digging into portions of potent potions magical concoctions conceived completely through the creativity ingenuity and boldness of one not more only one not like the past tense of win but one like four less than five one woman attending to the hungry needs of numbers fluctuating between 12 and 9. you see the gutter should tell appetite to x out and it does try but with utility because it cannot seem to overcome the aroma the aroma of the testament of the woman's cooking abilities so right between the rounds of the bustle despite the gutter telling people to cover their nose and trudge through the bad road in the mandatory footwear rain boots they will still make their way into the shack and holler and miss the noises of each other. Mama, put. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Storyteller Series Nigeria. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. For more information on the series and to check dates for our next live event, Please follow us at ABJ Storyteller, that's one word, on Instagram, Twitter, and like our Facebook page. You can also visit our website at thestorytellerng.org. If you would like to tell a story at our next live events or submit a story to the podcast, please email info at thestorytellerng.org. Have a great day.